You're listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. Is it your year end soon? If so, I've got a suggestion of a number of things you should be thinking about prior to this year ending. So join me on this episode where I go through all the things you need to think about to close off 2019 as the best year yet. Let's go. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder of Encircled and the host of this fantastic podcast. I feel like I personally have to thank Shania, who does my editing, um, because I don't think I could have gotten there through this busy season. Um, I'm recording this episode in December for release in December, and myself just trying to close off the year for Encircled as well as my coaching business and there's so much to do. So I really thank her because she's been pivotal to helping get up all the show notes so that you guys can get all the links to the podcast and social media posts and all that good stuff. It really helps to have a team member support you. Um, And I didn't think I'd get somebody hired to help me with the podcast, but it was just required to be able to keep going with this content for you guys because I essentially do it for free um, and actually now pay people to work for me in this business. So it's really important that you guys get a lot of value out of it. And number two, the one thing I will ask you is if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't rated it or reviewed it, I would really appreciate it. It's super easy. Just pop on over to the podcast apps and scroll to the bottom of the show page and hit a review. Um, I read them. So if you want to leave any feedback, I'd love to hear what you're saying. All right. So let's dig into this episode. The focus of this episode is I really wanted to touch on some things to think about when wrapping up the year. So we're coming into the last like couple weeks of 2019 and the last couple weeks of the decade, basically. And a lot of businesses have their year end at December 31st. It's very common for retailers to have their year end at um, January 31st or Feb 28th. Um, but for my business, it always ends at the year end. It just makes more sense. I don't know. I think it's very traditional for retailers to have it in January for whatever reason, inventory reasons and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so it's year end. So there's a lot of like financial accounting stuff that needs to happen, but there's also a lot of rituals that I have that I like to do at year end that I would like to suggest to you. Um, some people really shut down in December and I understand it's family time and there's holidays and all that kind of stuff, but there's still a lot of the year left as a business. And if you're in the retail space, which most of you are, um, your customers are still shopping. So let's make the most of this and see how you can add more value for your customers and make sure you're set up for success in 2020. Sound good? Awesome. So the first thing I'm going to touch on is more of like financial things and logistical things. So I think you really, as a product-based business, need to do, if this is your actual financial year end, you need to do an inventory count. We actually do a full manual count at Encircled. Um, we cycle count throughout the year and cycle counting is just basically a fancy way of saying we pick a couple of products and count them kind of on a rolling basis. 
Um, but inventory accuracy is so, so important in this business. And it's shocking how easy it is to get off by like one or two pieces and how much of, of value and cost that is if, as you scale. So let's say you're selling, um, throw pillows and you think you have five and size medium and six and size large and you do a recount and you actually have 10 in size medium and three in size large. It could cause some problems. Like somebody could actually buy something that you don't have, or you can make more in size medium, even though you didn't need them. So it's really important to set aside that time to do an inventory count. I highly, highly recommend trying to do it on the last day of the year, if possible. If not, um, do it the year before, or sorry, the day before, and then just um, take out the sales that happen in the next like day or whatever. Um, but this is really fundamental. If you store your inventory somewhere else, um, you can ask your warehouse to do a count for you, but the best thing is always for you to do that count. Um, and I don't know if you're allowed in your warehouse and what your terms are, but that's just my suggestion is to get a real inventory, like an accurate read, um, and update whatever system you're using to track your inventory. For us, we use a system called Stitch, and that is a system that our accountants actually pull out inventory reports for financial reasons and reporting. So it's all kind of connected. So if that's off, then your inventory for your accountants will be totally off. Um, you also want to submit all your expense reports, all your receipts, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's super, super important. And if you are not tracking your cash flow, go back this year in some of the episodes where I talk about the importance of cash flow. But you should have a sense of what your profit is year to date. Um, or if you're not making a profit, how much you're losing. Um, and it's okay either way, by the way. I've been in both positions where I've been profitable and where I've been running a loss. Um, but why I say this is because it's important, I think, now, if you're thinking of buying something in January or investing in something, if you can and you have profit now, you know, why not do it now? So for example, like usually every year I make some technology purchase in December if we have profit. So I'll buy like a MacBook or I'll buy like a phone or something like that. Um, I will also try and like prepay expenses. Again, this is like an accounting thing. So you want to check with your accountant on that. But I try to close the books pretty clean at the end of the year. And I don't want to be carrying um, lots of debts and stuff like that. And if I know, for example, that we want to do something in January and I can you know, put it into my cash flow for December, I'm going to do that if I have profit because I want to write down my expenses so that I don't owe the government as much taxes in 2020. Um, so it's very important to know your cash flow for a number of reasons. And I talk about that um, in a bunch of episodes that I can link to in the resource section as well. But it's critical to know that. And then, you know, don't go crazy. But like, I think it's important to um, utilize the cash if you have it for write down acceptable write downs at the end of the year. The next thing I'm going to suggest is gifting your employees. So this is something I started doing um, pretty much when I first, I had my first employee. I think we did um, like a gift exchange and then kind of as the company's grown, I've tried to do special things for my employees. Um, Every year I get everybody a gift of some kind uh, from the company and we do some sort of like meal. Last year we did a um, potluck. So we did a vegan potluck. Everybody brought a dish and I think we supplied a a little bit of food and then we took the money that wasn't spent on food and invested in a tarot reader and an aura photographer, which was pretty cool. So 
there's a number of ways to do it and just knowing who your employees are and what would like motivate them. I'm not going to talk about what I'm doing this year because maybe some of my employees listen to this podcast. Um, so I'm going to ruin it for people. Um, but it doesn't matter what it is. I think just a thoughtful gift, even a card or something to say thank you to your employees is really important. If you can afford it, do a bonus if that works into your structure. However, I do find with like bonuses and stuff like that, you really want to have your year end closed so that you understand exactly what your financial position is for bonuses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the next thing you want to do is thank suppliers. So all those people you work with for your fabric, your materials, all that kind of stuff who help you make your product, you want to do something special for them. And again, it doesn't have to be massive. You could just make a donation on their behalf or you could... We do um, tree planting on behalf of our suppliers. We'll plant a tree for each company that we work with. Um, And even just send out like a, like if you can't afford to do anything for them, just send out an email or a paperless postcard or something like that to them to say like, happy holidays and thank you. Um, It's just a little detail, but I find it goes a really long way with people because relationships are everything in a manufacturing and product-based business. Um, and basically any business, let's be real. Um, but so taking time to thank them, I think is critically important. All right. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is a sale. And I know I hear some people cringing over the, over the podcast. Um, and again, I don't love doing sales, but quite frankly, promotions are quite part of retail. So I talk about this a lot, um, that you kind of have to move with the retail cycles a little bit if you are running a retail business and you can do it in your own way. But the interesting thing, um, we've been running a boxing week sale since we started because boxing week is a big holiday in Canada and the UK and Australia. Um, and it's an interesting time of year because actually people have money because a lot of people have gotten money for Christmas or gift cards and stuff like that. So they want to shop. Um, so offering some sort of promotion or sale to close out the year is a great way for you to move inventory. They call it a boxing week sale because, um, there's often leftover boxes of inventory and basically they want to move it out of their inventory by year end. So if you're sitting pretty with not much inventory and not needing to do that and hitting all your goals. Great. But if you are needing a little boost, um, that's my pro tip. And another pro tip is to start it early. So whoever's going to get this pro tip and is listening is going to win big. We found that starting our sale on December 25th in the evening is a great idea. Um, everybody drops their Boxing Day emails on the 26th and on the 25th, you're kind of like a first mover advantage and people are sitting around with their families. They're on their phones. They're a little bored because they've spent a lot of time with their family over the holidays. So it's a great time to kick off the sale. How you structure the sale, what you do is totally up to you. We always do like a discount that's tiered based on how much you spend and tie in with the charity. There's so many ways to do it. You could just tie in with the charity. You could do you know, a certain product on promo, whatever it is, I think it's a great uh, way to kind of close off the year if you do have excess inventory. The next thing I want to talk about is planning for 2020. So the next episode is going to be all about 2020 planning. So I'm not going to go into too much details of the how right now, but um, I'm going to talk more about the what. So at the end of the year, you shouldn't be starting January 1st thinking, oh, what am I going to do in January? You should already know that. So now is the time to really hunker down and sit down and say, okay, what are we going to do 
in Q1? How does that look in January, uh, February, March at a high level? And then January should be pretty locked down. So you want to have an idea of what products you're launching, what promotions you're doing, what um, email campaigns you have planned. And quite frankly, I feel really behind in this aspect right now because holidays has been extremely overwhelming for us at Encircled. And we just launched an Indiegogo campaign. So it's just been crazy. Um, so we're trying to catch up on this and really firm up our January ASAP, but I'm going to talk about that next week. And hopefully by the time I talk about that, I'm going to have my plan in place. So I'm not a total hypocrite, but, um, it's really, really important. And I've got a lot of episodes on goal setting. If you scroll back in the podcast, you can access some of those. Um, I still have that free. It's a it's an e-course that you can buy. Um, but there's also like one you can opt in for free, which is like a mini e-course on braveandboss.com. So you can kind of go through my sales process and how I think about sales and building goals. And then you can actually purchase the tool if you want to. Um, but you should know by now what you plan to do in 2020 at a high level, like how much revenue you want to do, um, how much profit, what are the key metrics you're going to be tracking and what are the key things you're going to be focusing on from a priority standpoint. If you don't have an idea of that right now, then you need to carve out some time over the holidays, maybe half a day and spend some time hammering that out with your team or by yourself or with some friends. Um, but you need to have that in place because it's hard it's very easy to start the year um, and get lost in that. And then it's going to be like Feb, March, and you haven't set a goal yet. So we really, I really want you to be strategic this year, and I want you to put all the processes in place to support the scaling and growth of your business. Because for a lot of people who listen to this podcast, that's exactly what they need to scale and grow is more consistency, um, more analytics, and more figuring out what's working and doing more of that. Um, and that can take you really, really far from a growth standpoint. All right. So the last thing I'm going to talk about is the last thing I think you really should do at your end. And that is do a year in review. Now I'm going to link to an episode in this podcast about how to do a year in review. Um, it's a little old. I'm going to warn you, um, because I've been doing this a long time. Um, but it is valuable. So year-end reviews are really, really important because oftentimes, much like goal setting, we don't take the time to reflect. Um, I find that myself, um, actually, funnily enough, I did a year-end review episode last year and I was just listening to it back because that will play into some of our planning and stuff like that. And I realized that like, I'm having a lot of the same challenges that I had last year. Um, so I did like a, an episode last year and it ended up coming out in like February, March because I was so late with it, but I reviewed my 2018, what went right, what went wrong. And a lot of the time, a lot of what I look back on, I'm like, exactly that has gone wrong again this year. So, you know, if that is the case with you, um, you should know that. And now that I'm starting to realize some of those things that I've done better and some of those things I haven't fixed, I, I realize that these are problems I still need to address in the business. Um, so this, this step is really critical. So I'm going to link to this episode called Year Review. It's, tw- it's from 2014, but it's good. Um, but I honestly think the most fundamental thing is you have to just do like what we would call a postmortem. So look back on, you know, your financials, your sales, how did they do versus the year before? Um, what kind of growth did you see? 
How many new customers did you add? How many existing customers came back? Um, what was your return rate? You know, what's your conversion rate? What, uh, what's your traffic? And look at all these metrics versus the year prior. Um, you may also, if you're getting fancy like me, you may want to look at it, um, month over month or quarter over quarter, whatever works for you. Um, but getting a handle on data analytics is so, so critical. And that's just really one piece of it. So you also want to look at your products. So if you can get product level data, that's really good. If you have that reporting in your e-commerce software or inventory system, you're going to want to look at like what percentage of revenue is from each product. And then if you want to get fancy again, you can go down to each SKU. Um, but you want to see that not only as an aggregate, so you want to see like 30% comes from t-shirts, but you want to see on a year over year basis. So you know, let's say in 2019, you had 30% of your revenue from t-shirt sales. Um, but in 2017, you had 20%. So it's growing. But what if you saw another product that's taken like a huge dive? So it's gone from like 15% of your revenue to 5%. So that's something you want to look into to see, you know, what's causing that. So that's a great starting point again for year in review because you would look at that information and say, hey, like, did I have supply problems? Did I not have enough inventory? Or are customers just not into this product anymore? Maybe I need to consider discontinuing it. One practice I picked up from Colgate, Palmolive, when I worked there as a brand manager is that every year they do a SKU complexity review and they basically go through each product kind of in that similar fashion, but it's definitely more detailed. Um, but I don't think it's required at this level of business, um, even for my own business, but um, to go into that much detail, but at a high level, you should see what's, what's growing, what's declining, what's, you know, got high return rates, if you can get that level of data and then map out what products are going to like phase out or sunset over the next year. So I have a report through, um, uh, analytics aggregator that we use called glue gleu.io is the website um and we can see returns by product so i can see certain things that we launched last year seasonally that didn't do so well um had high return rates and consequently we're not going to bring them back so having that data and using that to drive your business decisions is really really important so the other thing you kind of want to look at too i think is you know, your team, if, you know, if you have a team, um, what's working there, what's not working, what you'd like to change, what positions you'd like to hire for. And again, you should be budgeting for all of this. So oftentimes I hear questions from entrepreneurs who say like, I can't afford to hire, or I don't know when the right time is to hire. Well, the right time is when it makes sense financially. So you should have a grip on how much you're doing on average a month and have some consistency in that and then start slowly. So start hiring somebody part-time with flexible hours and then grow grow from there. But you have to plan for all that. So for example, because I have a team, I have to plan for performance increases and promotions and new hires and all that kind of stuff. And it is a lot of work to do that. I'm not going to lie, but it's really, really important because otherwise your wage costs can get out of control and that can create a massive payroll and really sink your business. So those types of reviews are important as well. And during that time, you can kind of decide like, you know, are there some employees that maybe aren't a fit anymore? Are there some employees you want to elevate, et cetera, et cetera. So probably the last thing I would suggest doing in the year in review is to just look at your personal life because personal business for entrepreneurs is really connected. 
And I think it's important to see, you know, what you did well as a leader, what you did wrong, what you did well in your personal life, what didn't go so well, and be very real with yourself about it. Um, you guys will hear the real deal with, um, episode, one of the first episodes I'm planning for 2020 is a review of 10 things I did right and 10 things I did wrong in 2019. These are always the most popular episodes because people love hearing about successes and failures. Um, but it's really valuable process for me to go through that because if you have no self-awareness around what's going on in your life, you're never going to be able to institute change. So you need to understand where you're at and yes, you can't be good at everything, but you got to figure out where you are on a scale of like whatever one to 10 and where you want to be in the next year. So sometimes different phases in our life, let's say like, I don't have kids, but I know like a lot of people do have kids. Like maybe when they have kids, like family becomes like a 10 and friendships become like a five and maybe work is a five. And maybe you want to change that a little bit in the next year. So you get some childcare help and maybe spend more time with friends. But you have to always kind of have an assessment of where you are today. I find um, Tony Robbins is a great person who talks a lot about this. Like, I think he calls it like the wheel or something like that. Wheel of success, where you can actually map out your different life areas and where you want to, where you are today and where you want to be. Um, and that's really, really important to have that kind of intrinsic self-awareness and and use that to plan where you want to go and what you want to do in 2020. So for myself, I'll give you a sneak preview of some of the stuff I'm going to talk about, but I literally don't think I had enough fun in 2019. Like I did not have a lot of fun. I worked way too hard. So one of my key things in 2020 is to have more fun. That sounds really loserish, but this is adulting. You have to like plan for fun, which is crazy. But having that kind of like 360 evaluation of your work, your life and your business is really important as an entrepreneur. So I highly, highly recommend doing that before the end of the year. And again, it doesn't have to be complex. I'll link to that episode. And I think that episode even has a printable maybe. So you can get that too. Um, but I'm going to wrap up this episode because I think I've gone through a lot and I don't want to overwhelm you at your end. I just want you guys to be thinking that the year is not over. There's a lot left to go, a lot of sales to be made. So get promoting, keep consistent and do all the things that you need to do to wrap up this year beautifully. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes, free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.